Welcome to CHN Radio, episode 58. I'm your host, Greg Troxell, and you can follow me on Twitter at NFC underscore Greg. But before you do that, follow our podcast at CHN underscore radio, and follow our main Coming Home Newcastle account at Coming Home NUFC. Please like, share, subscribe, rate us five stars to the podcast. Any help that we can get, we love you for it. And before I go on... I'm going to introduce a man to you that gets older every day, but boy, will he stay up to watch his Falcons draft. Elijah Newsom. False to both of those. I've got the fountain of youth going. So. Oh. Yeah, I found it. I'm not going to tell anyone where it is. Wow. It's in Tampa. If anyone's wondering, it's in Tampa over there near the bridge to St. Pete. So just it's underneath the bridge. Underneath? Just walk yeah, underneath it. Just walk around. And then you'll probably find it. Walk, uh, but yeah. Walk around where? Like the bank. <laughs> like the bank underneath the bridge. Oh, wow. That's impressive. It, it connects we, the land somewhere. You know, if if you don't like us for our football coverage, we can give you life-changing stuff here still at CHM yeah. Radio. Yeah, Fountain of Youth. We told everyone where the Fountain of Youth is. Yeah. And if, if you can't find it, then you're just dumb. We can really change um, your life, and you're welcome for it. Yeah, the other part of that that's false is that I like I guarantee you I'm going to be asleep by the time the Falcons pick. Well, if you so. stay up, it doesn't matter because you're like forever young. So, mm, that's true. Yeah, but I'm also tired. So, jokes on the Falcons. When you drink from the unless fountain they of trade youth, up, which you get is very true, huh? When you drink from the fountain of youth, do you get some energy at all, or you just I, like, don't, yeah. I don't really know. All right. I, I did like one sip. It was one sip, and then I was good. You were, you were Gucci, as you could say. Yeah, Gucci. I was Gucci for the rest of my life. Um, I might re-up, though, when I get to, like, 30, just just so I can live a little longer. Like my current age. <laughs> yeah, 30 through right. 20. Okay. He's like, oh, you know, when I get old and, like, 30 or something. Um. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I was just perfect. giving you a rough time frame when I plan on going back to Tampa, which is in precisely nine years. Got it. So. Got it. Yeah. Oh, but you can follow me on Twitter at Elijah underscore Newsome um, for all the best tweets about stuff and things. Yes. Now, yeah. we have some business to take care of today. We're going to talk oh. to you about some club news. We're going to preview our match against the Seagulls from the South. And we're going to talk about how we're safe and they're not. Do you know, Elijah, the teams that are currently not safe? Uh, the teams that are not safe? Yeah. Uh, one is Fulham. Yes. And the other is uh, that team. You know, The town of Huddersfield. Oh, that's what it is, Huddersfield. But there's also four other teams, and that is Cardiff, Brighton, Southampton, and Burnley. All could still go down. Or one of those four could still go down. Um, with a Cardiff win and a Brighton loss, 
they'll be tied on points. Brighton with the edge on goal difference, but uh, I think Brighton's last two are against like Arsenal and City or something. So they they really need to get a point somewhere. But let's let's hope they don't. Yeah, let's hope that they don't do that. All right, so let's get into some club news first before we talk about all the other fun stuff. Um, the first bit that we can talk about is who scored. I use who scored for most of my like player ratings. I think they do a pretty good job of accurately predicting that. But um, who scored did their team of the year, and a Newcastle player was on it for the Premier League. Oh, yes. oh interesting. Can you guess which Newcastle player do you think would be on the Premier League team of the year? Well, I mean, I'm I'm the one who sent it to you, so <laughs> I don't really know who to get. I'll guess Iose Perez because for some reason people keep putting Iose Perez on like their team of the year and like player of the season, and it's just like. Well, yeah. So if it's if it's team of the year, I can see him being on the 2019 team of the year for the Premier. Yeah, League. 2019 <laughs> team of the year. Yes, yes, for the year of 2019. Yes. Uh, yeah, Iose Perez. <laughs> um, but for the season, Fabian Chair made who scores yeah. team of the season. Um, pretty big deal and extremely deserved. I think we said wanna... on last, was it the last podcast? What we said, or at least I said, like, it's no question, like, maybe a chair is the player of the year for Castle. Yeah. Um, do you want me to read the blurb that they wrote? Yeah, please. Uh, center back Fabian Chair, Newcastle, 7.31 average rating, which I don't know if you know anything about ratings, Greg, but that's pretty good. <laughs> Yes. Um, it took <laughs> it took some time for Fabian Shear to establish himself as a first team regular for Newcastle this season, but the 27 year old has had has been one of the unsung heroes of the Premier League campaign. The Swiss, Switzerland international, another summer signing, has been immense for Newcastle at the back and played a key part in their battle to beat the drop. Newcastle's win ratio in the league this season drops from 52 percent. 52.6% when Shear has started to just 6.3% when he's not featured from the off. Share has weighed in with three goals, including the goal of the season contender against Burnley, which was Newcastle's first goal of the season from outside the box. That stat about uh, win ratio in the league yeah. when Share is playing when he's not playing is insane. I know. <laughs> Love it. And he got the first, our center back got the first outside the box goal. That's And it was, it was a good goal. Oh, it was. Just. That's, that's the birth of Hayden Ben Sherfa. Mm. Or Alan Scherer. Yeah, or Alan Scherer. Or, or, Papis Scherzey. <laughs> that one, that one doesn't work actually. All right, Sherahan uh, Kabai. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, Kashere. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, Kevin Kigasher. <laughs> anyway, this let's is, move on. Um, this is what the listeners want. So. <laughs> Um, Peter Sharesley. Uh, all right. Oh, God. So, a report came out mm. from the Mirror. Oh. And I it like said that, that during their wonderful little dinner, the owner and the players back in, I think, October. Oh, the pizza dinner. The pizza dinner. Mike Ashley promised the players that if they are safe from the Premier League this year, that they will be traveling to Las Vegas, Nevada as a reward. Now, if you're a first-time listener to this podcast, one of the hosts of this podcast, and it's not Elijah, that's the hint, lives in the city of Las Vegas. 
Interesting. Yes. Who is it? It's Greg. Oh, I thought it was going to be Brian. No, no. Are you sure it's not Brian Nelson? I would... I'm going to meet up with them. It's like not even a question. He's going to start. If they're here, like... First, I'm gonna I'm gonna immediately hit up DeAndre Yedlin and I'm gonna say how many retweets to get me to hang out with the squad and have a drink with you. Mm. I'm gonna start with that, and then if not, I follow them all on social media and I live 15 minutes from the strip, so I'm just gonna like go wherever they post something. Because... Or you can use Snapchat maps. Yeah, or that. <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah, of course. And I'm going to do like I'm I'm going to drink and get into a bar fight with matt ritchie like not oh. i'm not going to fight him me and him okay. are going to fight someone oh interesting yeah uh, i would like to see you fight matt ritchie oh no he would he would win yeah he would destroy you. i've he never been as mad as he gets on a normal everyday basis <laughs> that's true um and i'm going to a strip club with mo Diame. that's oh that's I, i've actually added that to my bucket list interesting um, yeah um but we did ask the people on twitter yeah uh, which Newcastle player gets the most turt, i.e., mm. which Newcastle player parties the hardest. Got a few responses. Uh, Mark Byers said Yedlin, which, you know, I could see that. He's young. He's single. He's uh, American. I, I don't think he's single. Oh, he's not? No. I actually saw a post of him, and he mentioned a girl in the picture as Bay. Interesting. Um, this was Good like for him. three, four weeks back. Oh, I wonder if he still is like, because like, if if my understanding is correctly, he uh, his parents live with him still. Uh, or yeah, or near yeah, they, him like or... he doesn't live with his, like they live with him. Like he has a flat and he moved his family out there. Yeah. So I wonder how that works. You know. Yeah. You know, because you know, you know, you know they, you know what adults do when they date. Yeah, they go out to dinner. Yeah, so I just, I mean, it's just unfortunate that his parents, they cook meals and he's just not there to eat them because he's dating someone. Yeah, could be. Uh-huh. Could be true. Patrick, <laughs> Patrick Sotolaro, so, what is this? I can't speak. Patrick Sotolaro at Lumberweasel said, if you don't think it's Richie, you're wrong. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Um, Matt Ritchie would be someone I could see as a rager. I I bet he could outdrink a lot of people. I I said Rondon could drink for days. He's just such a unit that it would be hard to believe that Rondon couldn't drink. I'm going with Shelby. Yeah, you went with Shelby. Someone said Shelby too. Um, and we'll do a couple more. I think that we uh that we had. There was one more at least. Someone said John Joe or Diame. Um, which good. I don't know about Diame. I feel like he's kind of he's like he's like thirty. 32, 31, somewhere like that. Yeah, and I, don't know. And I'm, I won't make any generalizations, but depending, I know in some areas of Africa, with whatever religion you are, you don't drink at all. So that, yeah, I, I think he, he, I don't know if he's Islamic. He might be. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but so I, I wasn't going like Diame or Atsu because some, yeah. some cultures take that pretty seriously. So. I was thinking I, more I, America I think or England. <laughs> which they is might be, for... though, because I remember when Czech Teote died, uh, there was a bunch of players mm. posting, and some said, uh, like, you're with Allah now. RIP. I think it, one of them was Diame or Atsu. Uh, and then we got Shetty Shedderson. Oh, and that was from Up the Max, which is the TGS uh, 42084. You can follow him. 
uh, one of the one of the most I would say he interacts with the coming of Newcastle account probably the most out of anyone I've seen. Um, and then last we got Shetty Shedderson. Uh, you can follow him or her at well I guess it's a him at man underscore in underscore the underscore shed. He said a few years ago it would have been Hatem Bender Arfa, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh that's that's funny. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh my so gosh. Was, Oh my did gosh. you just get it? What? No. I just went on Mo Diame's Wikipedia. Okay. Just to see if I could find anything. I clicked on the tab Personal Life. And it oh. is, it's through three words. Diame is Muslim. <laughs> that's it. Oh, okay. That's, <laughs> that's his entire wait, Oh, personal wait. That's life. the entire... I thought that's, those were the first... No. That's it. That is all it says. <laughs> well, we know he's probably not drinking. Um... <laughs> That is just it, something. I've never seen it. Like usually, it's like Tiami was born to with these were his parents' name. He was born in this town. Or he Diyami, went to this school. Tiami practices Islam. <laughs> Not Diami is Muslim. Yep, that's all it says. That was great. That was a great find. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, do we have any any other who is the most turn? Um, besides, you said Shelby. Yeah. Apparently, John Gruden did something stupid. What? Yeah, John Gruden. Um, he did something stupid in the draft. Oh. We're giving you draft updates as well. Oh. I this is going like... to be really relevant to all the British people listening to this tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. All right. So let's uh, make an awkward transition now. Uh, no, it's we not will, that awkward. We will transition to Sheffield Wednesday. That made it awkward. Uh, so we have two loanees at Sheffield Wednesday, Rolando Aarons and Akraf Lazar. But apparently rumors are saying that uh, Wednesday are interested in making the Lazar transfer permanent. Um, not Rolando Aarons. And unfortunately, I, I, no one's going to be surprised. But the reason why they don't want Rolando is because he's been hurt for the last two months. So he's barely played for them. So it's it seems like a pretty... Uh, he is a. He's always been pretty injury prone, so that's kind of part of the reason why he's never been able to make it anywhere. Um, but I'm kind of hoping that Lazar gets sent there because he's off our wage bill, and there's no need to have him either. Yeah, I mean, and to be fair, I've been looking at his uh, his his. I still follow him on Instagram, and he's seems like he's bought into being at Sheffield. He's done a lot of stuff in the community community events oh really um cool. yeah yeah he's done some some like community events he's posted about on instagram like on his stories and stuff so it's cool that he's like actually plugged in I'm, i think there's there's times where guys go out on loan and then they just like kind of go through the motions i'm not going to name any names um but they, they don't really they're not really truly invested in the team uh, or the community and so uh it's good to see lazar get rewarded for doing so and he's hopefully going to have a permanent transfer and move over to Sheffield and have a good life. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so we'll, we'll keep you updated on that and we are going to go into our favorite season, the BS meter. Mm. Oh yes. The BS yeah. meter. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, this is an interesting, uh, interesting set. You got a, got a few, few rumors, uh, swirling around uh the first one is that there's a very high kennedy price tag 
Um, somewhere to be, uh, it's understood to be around 30 million pounds. Um, and Newcastle are not interested. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I, I can't, I, I'm having trouble thinking of the amounts of BS. Well, it's not BS. It's just the truth. Like I'm, I, I don't think Newcastle are interested in making Kennedy a permanent signing period. Well, I don't, I don't think it's the truth. You don't think it's the truth? Oh, the thirty million? You don't think thirty million pounds is is what Chelsea's asking for Kennedy? Yeah, I definitely don't. Okay, I think that's uh, just completely misreported. I really, don't. I don't know. I don't think he's don't ever know. been. I don't even think when he was good in the championship season for us. Uh, I don't even think he was like they were asking for that much then when he was. They were asking for twenty million. Yeah. And he's he hasn't played this year, so I don't believe that they're asking for thirty now. Well, I would say I would say they're asking for thirty because they don't want to sell him, and they know Newcastle's not going to pay thirty. Oh, but well, I mean, they could have they could I mean they could say twenty too, and Newcastle wouldn't pay that. They could say ten, and we well, probably still wouldn't. Well, here's the thing: <laughs> is that you can't say twenty because we did just pay. 20 for another player so now you got it just, it's just well, it's like moving 18. the yeah i mean it's just moving the the meter for for newcastle it's just like all right well you know that their highest record was like this amount so we just offer 10 more than that and then you know they won't actually they won't actually pay for it yeah i wouldn't be surprised i feel like a lot of chelsea players are are sold above their value as of recent because they've screwed up with some of their other youth prospects like letting them go for pretty low fees like uh De Bruyne and Sancho like stuff like that so I I would I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea's trying to overcharge for youth prospects even if they aren't great um we'll we'll see especially as like guys like Zuma uh like I'm pretty sure the the boys over Everton want Zuma to to be a permanent transfer we'll see how much that is I don't know I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea had been like hey he's going to cost you 30 million pounds as a starting price to see if Newcastle bites on it, and then um, probably not, and they're probably not going to sell them. And I don't know. I don't want Kennedy here next year. Is my point? I yeah, guess. yeah, and not at all. Next. Um. So we got uh, Diego Laxalt, who I, I don't really know how to say his name, but AC Milan left back. We've been linked to him over the past couple of windows. Um, really most notably, uh, in, in the January window, um, a little bit in the fall. Um, but, uh, he's a recent signing for AC Milan. He came from Genoa last summer, I believe. Um, but yeah, he's a left back. He hasn't gotten much playing time under Gattuso. Um, and he's looking to, it's possible that AC Milan could sell him. Uh, so, um, or he's looking to leave as well. So, uh, what what do you what are your thoughts on that Newcastle being linked to him getting an opportunity to sign him again? Um, I so uh, this might be um, foreshadowing, but if we don't have a manager, then I don't agree. I don't believe any of these rumors at all. <laughs> until until we have a manager confirms, then it's one gazillion percent absolute b dot s dot. Yeah. Um, also, just un- a bit of related news. Gattuso did deny those rumors 
that he was offered the Newcastle job because obviously, um, yeah, that like I don't I don't if you believe that you're an idiot. Um, but speaking <laughs> of Gattuso, I, I don't buy this because it's just it, players in the situation when you have when you don't get playing time under a certain manager, the the confidence in yourself allows you to think that you can still make it work, um, knowing that the manager's probably not going to be there. So like it's it's. I would say there's probably about a 78 to 80% chance that Catuso is fired um, at the end of this season. Um, and uh, and so I think that Laxalt is probably going to stick around at AC Milan and see who they hire next and see if he gets playing time there. I realistically don't think he's going to get sold to any team until next January when he kind of has a good idea or, or very late in the window uh, when he has a good idea of him, his actual play time um, as a left back with AC Milan. So um, that being said, I think it's like a, like you said, uh, probably like a truckload, semi-truck, 18-wheeler full of just cow manure that's tipped over on the side of the highway. <laughs> it's um, uh, it's a around-the-globe flight dumping, dumping their, uh, their toilet thing the sky <laughs> <laughs> like are they dumping it while they're in the air yeah yeah oh that's disgusting yeah poor poor people after they've the already river. flown around the globe so people have been in there for like let's say 20 hours <laughs> that's gross that's so <laughs> gross yeah man any right, others then, yeah so we got one more uh and this one uh we had a little bit of mark douglas uh he he uh he chimed in on this one. Marky Shout out to Mark. Marky Mark. If you haven't listened to that podcast, that one's up on the old websites um, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, Newcastle recently linked to a Venezuelan 19-year-old striker named Juan Carlos Hurtado. Um, he's linked with us in Atalanta. Uh, and um, he's 19 years old. He's a striker. He's Venezuelan. That's kind of all anyone knows about him. So uh, what are your thoughts on that? So I would say so. Yes, it's it's bullshit. I mean, bull crap or bull poop. <laughs> what I mean, I I think we're allowed to curse on this now. Oh yeah, we might be. You definitely asked if we wanted to a while ago, but oh, all yeah. right, yeah. So it's it's bullshit. Um, but I can see Newcastle doing this in the future. Uh, like going to, um, like South America and finding talent. Um, I think that's something that could work out. So, but for now, it's um, yeah. Mark brought up a really good point. Um, that kind of just nips this rumor in the butt completely, and it makes perfect sense given the current state of England. Um, if the guy doesn't have a Spanish passport or an EU passport of any kind, it'd be hard to see this one happening for Newcastle. Um, partially, I think. In terms of that, like international slots that you're designated in the Premier League, like outside the EU or whatever, we might be reaching that capacity. Yeah. Uh, and then additionally, it's just going to be so hard for players to players in South America or even the United States to uh, to get passport, not passports, uh, visas and stuff um, for the EU or for work visas and all that kind of stuff. Just because um, it's no one knows what's going on in England, and it's just. It's just harder to get uh, visas now, so yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, I think it's 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 a load of BS because 
uh, of that reason. Um, it just seems like an agent trying to float his name, float his name out there. Um, Atalanta is an interesting one as well. Um, that could happen, uh, but it is just very weird. Uh, two clubs, like both like middling clubs in their league, so it's it, just interesting. Italy has some connections with South America, though. Um, yeah, they do. They, they do. They sign a lot of players from from the continent, so it could happen. I mean that that's probably more believable than Newcastle, for say, unless like Rondon is really close with the guy or something like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, but that's that's all I got for the uh, the old BS meter. That's it for the BS meter. Um, so we are going to take a quick break, and after we hear from our friends, we are going to talk about Brighton. So stay tuned. All right. The Seagulls. I, I'm done with these mascots. What's worse, the cherries or the seagulls? Um, the, cherries. the wolves. You think the wolves are worse? No, I'm kidding. I'm just I was like, what? <laughs> I was so confused. Um, I mean, I, I thought like if you're going to be like, it's kind of like tigers. Like everybody's mascots, the tigers. <laughs> no, I just wanted to mess with you. I okay. knew it was gonna. I knew it was gonna get under your skins. Skins. All right. Um, let's talk about the last match. Oh no, let's talk about the table first uh, because it's important. Okay. More important for. Are we safe? Yes. <laughs> oh, good. Good. I. You know, it's just nice. It's nice that we're safe. And Sunderland are in a playoff spot still in League Two. In League One, almost at League Two. Yeah, I wish. I wish it was League Two. But, just, I mean, it's just just throwing out here that it's still possible that next season Sunderland will be in League One. Yeah, it is extremely. It's, I think it's, it's something it's if bizarre. they if they if Barnsley gets a point at all, and then Sunderland can't uh, get automatic promotion, and but they play like I think they're in like fourth or they're in third, and they're playing Portsmouth, who's in third or fourth, one of the two. Yeah, that, that's the next there. match. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, that would be hilarious. If they stay down, that would be, oh, yeah, great. Um, but anyway, the Premier League table, the table that matters, uh, we are in 13th place. Interesting because a win here and results going our way would put us in 11th, which is pretty crazy to think about, uh, considering that after our first 10 matches, we were in 19th with three points. Um, so Brighton, they have to be table watching now. So they're at 34 points. They're seven points behind us and they're only three points ahead of relegation. And I mentioned earlier that with a Cardiff win and a Brighton loss, they are tied with Cardiff on points two to go. So it's uh, panic mode, I would say for Brighton. Um, so below Newcastle and 13th, we have Burnmouth, Burnley, Southampton, Brighton, Cardiff, Fulham, and Huddersfield. And above us, within reach, is Crystal Palace and West Ham. So, let's go to the last time we played Brighton. We won't okay. spend a lot of time on it. <laughs> um, we absolutely dominated them. We had 27 shots to their eight. <laughs> we had 70% possession against Brighton. Um, we had six shots on target to their two. The best player for Newcastle was John Joe Shelby. Interesting. Interesting uh, a little assessment there. 
but we lost. <laughs> we lost one nothing. <laughs> um, Kennedy also started. He hit the post. Um, and uh, Kayal, is that his name? Baram Kayal? Kayal? Maybe. Um, I know he's Israeli. Uh, he scored. For oh. Brighton. Um, so, yeah, it was a very unfortunate loss because we absolutely dominated. It wasn't even close. Uh, the best players for Newcastle, like ex- not just John Joe, was Kennedy and Matt Ritchie. Uh, that was the top three. So I can't imagine that would be the same this time. But let's get into lineups for this match because it was a while ago. Obviously, when I say Kennedy and John Joe were the best two players for Newcastle. So uh, going into the injury updates for Brighton, um, Anthony Knockert served a three-game ban, but I'm not sure if he's going to start or not. There's like reports saying that he still will miss. Like He might not play the rest of the, the season. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, Glenn, well, he's not that good. <laughs> yeah, well, he's been so. he's a great championship player, but he's been yeah. awful since he's been up in the in the prem. I think he has like four total goals this <laughs> yeah, season no, and last. Yeah, and that that might be across all competitions too. To yeah, be honest. yeah. Um, Solly Marsh and Glenn Murray were benched against Spurs midweek, so they might be playing. Maybe it was for that they were rested. Um, Bruno and Davy Proper seem to be. Uh, they're still injured. It remains to be seen if they're going to play. Um, for Newcastle, we know it's Lejeune and Longstaff are out. You know, Almiron is out. Fabian Cher is doubtful. Um, he, we're, we're, I haven't heard anything. Maybe you have an update, Elijah. But go ahead with your lineup predictions. Um, I mean, I know Cher was in training, but yeah, I think he is doubtful. Um, at this point in the season, no, no sense in playing uh, playing players, uh, so I think our back three is going to be Lascelles, uh, Dummett, and uh, Fernandez, um, with uh, Richie and huh? I mean Mankio, I guess. I think I we're I yeah I mean yeah Mankio's played well sure Mankio, um, and Dubrovka and goal uh, midfield pairing probably is going to be the same Key and Hayden. Um, if it ain't broke, don't need to fix it. Um, up top, you have Rondon. Uh, Perez will be out to the right. And this is where things get interesting uh, because left wing, you got a bunch of different options. So I think fans want to see Muto play there. Um, they are like, basically, the the mindset is we paid, what, nine million pounds for him. It's the end of the season. If he if you want, like, just let him play, let him get acclimated to the Premier League, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's literally no risk. If we lose, we could lose the rest of the matches and we're still going to be safe, et cetera, et cetera. So fans want Muto. I've been seeing a lot of that on Twitter. Fans clamoring for Muto. I'm one um, of them. Yeah. Uh, and then you got uh, Kennedy is like a wild card. You just throw him out there. See if see if that happens. I mean, I doubt it happens, but Rafa surprised me with team selection before. And then um, you got Atsu. And I, I think it's going to be Atsu. Um, just I because. 100% agree. Yeah, I mean, it's just it like he's played the most out of those three guys over the over since January. Uh, he's been the first guy off the bench for Almiron, um, and he's looked good coming off the bench. Uh, so I would I would I wouldn't be shocked if it was Atu. Um, and usually when Muto comes on, he he usually comes on for Perez. 
Um, so I, I don't know. We'll see. But Muto is. I'm pretty sure he's left footed, so I think he would be. He'd he'd be fine playing out out wide. But uh, but yeah. So I, I do think it's gonna be Atu ahead of Muto. Um, but yeah. Uh, do you have any thoughts on on potential lineups? I know you're a fan of Muto. Um, why would you like to see him play? I, I for that same reason, like we haven't seen enough of him. He scored one goal and uh, he went to the. What was it? The Asia? Oh crap! What was the tournament? The Asian Cup. Asian Cup. Um, he went to that, and we haven't seen him since. Um, so I'd like to see more of him, but I do think it's going to be Atu as well. I think it's going to be the same lineup like you just said. Um, my guess is share plays, but uh, Atu is taking that spot. I think. Yeah. Um, so. Moving moving a little bit forward into the match, what does Newcastle need to do to win, to get three points? Um, so I think it's going to be more of the same. Uh, I think Brighton are going to sit back because what they, they need to salvage a point uh, of some sort out, out of this match in order to uh, get a little bit closer to safety. Um, so I don't see them – I see them going kind of defense mode – um, counterattacking mode. Uh, I don't see them trying to really go for it, nor do they really have the personnel to go for it and uh, really try to attack Newcastle, and Newcastle's pretty rock-solid defense. So um, Newcastle need to just take advantage of the chances. You can't have another match where you have uh, 20-something shots or 18, 19 shots and, and no goals. Um, take your chances um, and defend set pieces really well. Uh, Brighton's attack is pretty much going to be um, from set pieces and counterattacking. Not a lot of stuff is going to be coming out of straight open play buildup. Um, so just Newcastle need to be sure that they're taking advantage of their chances. And honestly, shoot as much as you can. Uh, shoot often, all that good stuff. Um, I think that's that's how they'll win. Um, I do see us winning. Yeah, uh, we. I think I think Newcastle is going to dominate possession as well, even without Almiron. I think that that is a factor that um, is going to significantly change the way we play. But um, the, the atmosphere at the MX is going to be pretty hostile, I would imagine, because there's so much pressure on Brighton with their upcoming schedule that this the fans are going to see that this is our opportun- their opportunity to, to get points from. Uh, then they're going to want three um, for sure. But I think that's going to come back to bite them in the butts. Uh, so Newcastle just, I think, see, I actually think Newcastle is going to be the one to bunker and go on the counter initially because I think Brighton's going to be desperate and really come out and attack initially. Um, but I think we're we're definitely a better side than them. Uh, so go, I'll do, I'll say some stats and then we can do our predictions. Sound good? Yeah. Um, Brighton have not scored in their last six Premier League matches. Let me me just repeat that. Brighton have not scored in six... Oh, sorry, seven in a row. That's even better. The clock starts at 646 minutes as soon as kickoff happens. Uh, Their last goal was actually Anthony Knockhart. Uh, It was away to Crystal Palace in early March. (laughs) That was their last goal in the Premier League. Jeez. Yeah. That stat is mind blowing to me. Um, that's not good for Brighton, in case you were wondering. <laughs> they, but they have kept a clean sheet in five of the last seven against Newcastle, so they've done well. Um, 
in their last six Premier League matches. They've lost five of them. They've uh, obviously haven't been scoring, so it's impressive if they can get a draw here or there. So I guess the final thing is, so they're three points clear of the bottom, and they can be level when it's over. They play Arsenal and Man City next, so they're going to be desperate. Um, they haven't won their last seven, and Newcastle have won their last two. So I'll lead it off with the prediction. Okay. I think Newcastle United win one to nothing mm. with a goal from Isaac Hayden. Interesting. Um, I'm going to go three one. Uh, goals from Rondon, Richie, and Perez, and I think that uh, they'll they'll get a uh, they'll get a set piece goal. Ooh. From Rodon, like a free kick or is well, header? No, no, no. They'll get a set piece. Oh, they right? will. Okay. Um, I mean, we don't have Lejeune out there, but like we have Lascelles and Fernandez and Dummett, who've all been pretty also bad at set pieces, <laughs> defending set pieces this season. Yeah, um, I can get shaky. <laughs> so, I mean, like, yeah. So I, I just, I like, I don't know. I just see a set piece goal happening. Um, I don't know if it's like probably like a corner or something like we lose a man on a corner. They could score first. Um, I don't know, but I, I just see three one, and I, I feel like Richie's going to score. I have a good feeling Rondon's going to get his tenth. Um, Perez is just a, I don't know. He seems to, he's in he's in good form, confident. Yeah, uh, yeah. it would be interesting to see uh, how Perez operates uh, without Almiron, uh, and how Rafa kind of changes his tactics slightly. Um, if you haven't seen this, we post this on the site. There's a video pretty much breaking down uh, from Tifo. Uh, there they do tactical videos and stuff, breaking down like how Rafa's uh, five in the back formation works, and like Almiron himself, like he's like the only player that can do this, like plays a key role in freeing up space for uh, Rondon and Perez to kind of like pick apart the defense on their own because Amaron draws so much attention. And without him there, it's going to be interesting to see how Perez is going to operate. Like, we've seen we've seen Rondon have the ability to hold up play regardless if Amaron's involved or if Perez is involved or whoever. We see him easily able to do that, but can we see – have we really seen Perez uh, be able to operate and get himself free um, without the help of Amaron drawing attention or even Rondon drawing attention? Uh, so it'll be, see, it'll be interesting to see how Perez plays. Um See if uh, people are still going to have them in their in their team team of the season. Yeah, um, and and one more thing to mention before we move to questions. Um, Five thirty eight has Brighton with a thirty seven percent chance to win, Newcastle with a thirty two percent chance to win, and a thirty percent chance of a draw. So pretty much like even across the board, um, but they're tipping the hat a little bit towards Brighton's direction. Probably the, the home field advantage being the differentiator. Um, so, do you want to take a break? Um, I mean, I guess we have to. So. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Hi, Elijah. Let's answer some questions. Sound? Does that sound swell? Um, sure. Good. Um... What's wrong with your voice? Did you, uh, did you like, do some helium or something? I don't know. <laughs> Should have. Oh. Um, some of the old H stuff. We have a lot of questions, but only two people ask them. <laughs> okay. That is interesting. Let's, um, uh, let's, let's go. 
Oh, did Trevor ask a question? Yes, yes. Oh, we also didn't answer Trevor's other question, so we might want to... What What was that? Oh, yeah. We yeah, didn't... he had another question last, like, uh, the last pod that we got after we recorded. Yeah. So we actually got two Trevor questions. Yeah, so I'll ask, I'll ask that one first. Let's okay. see. Okay, I just got it. Uh, Trevor asked last week that we didn't get to, it said, what's the most surprising? Number one, Perez scoring a hat trick. Two, taking a sip of Coke that you think is sweet tea. <laughs> or three, finding out the Easter Bunny isn't real. Oh. Do you want to go first? How would you think? I don't know how you would take a sip of Coke thinking it was sweet tea. Well, the way I I pictured it is like the, the lid's on. It's like a McDonald's, right? And the lid's on, so you just see like dark. And you just oh, yeah. and you ordered okay. sweet tea, but they accidentally poured Coke, and you're like, "You've never done." I've de- this happened to me before. It it's actually, never happened to me, but I can I can envision it now. It actually happened a similar situation where I just got done a run, went to the fridge, grabbed a Gatorade. It was vodka and Gatorade, and it was whew, that was a tough one. Why did you just have a bottle of vodka Gatorade? It was in college. Oh, okay. Never you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there, that you didn't have. You don't have to explain anything else. <laughs> yeah. All right. That that. They, I think for me that that question of that one is probably the Coke one because, like, when you're getting sweet tea, you kind of have to prepare your taste buds to deal with a bunch of sugar, and it's like a smooth. It's a very smooth drink, and Coke just hits the back of your throat like, like a thousand fire ants. Like I don't know. It just it stings. So that that'll shock you. So I'm gonna go with the the Coke sweet tea thing. Okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Perez hat trick. He's never done that in Newcastle, <laughs> so that was surprising, and I'm certainly happy he did. Yeah, the, the the Easter Bunny one is interesting because I've seen a lot of videos of very creepy Easter bunnies. I just wanted to throw that out there that there's like a lot of videos circulating of creepy Easter bunnies. If you're out there dressing up in a bunny suit, stop it. This is me talking to you, man to bunny. Please stop it. Nobody wants to see that. Just stop it. No one. Yeah. All right. That's 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 it. All right. Um, so we're going with these questions now. So Matt from Colorado, actually Rawson from Newcastle, lives in Colorado and at Rawson in America. He said his first question is, where were the lads stay in Vegas? So there's two things. It's either the nicest hotel or the worst hotel because Mike Ashley's paying for it. Mm. Um, so I'm going to go with the worst. <laughs> um, probably not going to be on the strip. Uh, so I'm going to go the El Cortez Hotel. Do okay. you have Do you have a, a guess? Uh, I don't know anything about Vegas, but I'm going to go the opposite and I'm going to go a nice hotel on the strip. Uh the like what's that one? Caesar's Palace. There you go. Caesar's Palace. That, okay. Is that one? Yes, that is one. I, mom, listen to that. I know Vegas. Yeah. Um, phone, phone your friends. The second question is how many strippers will Rondon get? I say one for each goal. Yeah. Yeah. That that actually that makes sense. So twelve. Oh, I oh like yeah. What you did Elijah Newsom, bold prediction: three goals for Rondon before the end of the season. Book it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. All right. Uh-huh. Next question is, will Shelby get into a fight on the strip? 
That's an obvious yes. <laughs> he looks like Voldemort. Like if you if you come into America looking like Voldemort, like you're gonna get you're, someone's gonna fight you. Also, someone might mistake him for you know a not so great person, given that he's bald. So I don't know. He could just get in a fight because he looks like something. Yeah. So and yeah. Shelby could probably take care of himself fine, but Matt Ritchie is definitely jumping in there. Like, can yeah, we just also, continue to very... assume that would always happen? <laughs> yeah. There, like, there, yeah, there's there's also just the possibility that Matt Ritchie... Like, I feel like if one of them gets in the fight, the other's going to help. There's just a possibility that Matt Ritchie just gets into a drunken bar fight. The first, Actually, Matt Ritchie's probably going to fight TSA when he lands, and Shelby's going to have to hop in and fight a TSA agent. <laughs> I love this. This, yeah, I love it too. Like some teams steal cabs in Spain, and some teams go to Vegas and just fight people, and that's going to be Newcastle. Yeah. Um, okay, the next one is what overpriced club will actually run the bill up at? So I I don't think there I don't think that happens. I mean, he took them to a pizza shop on their nice night dinner. Um, I think he's it was a got- last minute change, though, Greg. It's a last minute change. Yeah. So okay. So even better. So they're going to have reservations at Hell's Kitchen, and they're going to oh, end up at man. Hooters. <laughs> that's good. Hell's Kitchen. That's the Hell's Kitchen from the show, right? Yeah, it's a really nice restaurant. Have you been? No, but I have been to Gordon Ramsay's Steakhouse, which is at the Paris Hotel and Casino. So, pretty nice. Interesting. Yeah. But I, I actually know one of my friends here is a server at Hell's Kitchen. Um, his name is Trevor, but not that Trevor. Um, so I'm, I'll be there soon, I'm sure. Mm. Mm. Well, next time, you, like, send me some leftovers. Okay, definitely. That will work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Across the country, yeah. And then the last question, which I really like this. There, it's two parts. Um. Actually, it's just one question, but there's two more to go. Mm. Will Vardy be invited? Why? Well, remember, there's the Instagram picture of Vardy, his wife, and Mike Ashley. Oh, gosh. I've totally (laughs) forgot about that. Clearly drunk. I mean, yeah, probably. Yes. Vardy parties with the tune. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then Mike Ash is gonna like, like Mike Ash is gonna try to convince him to come to Newcastle on a free. Yeah, it's like, hey, just just terminate your contract with Leicester and come to us for free. Yeah, and we'll pay you half as much. Yeah, perfect. Oh, it's it's happening. Vardy to Newcastle confirmed. Um, the next one is who will spend the entire trip locked to the blackjack table? Oh, who's most likely? Oh, that's that's a good question, actually. Yeah. There's some good like Rawson was was hitting hard hitting ones. Yeah. Um I I'll, I'll do it like this. So I think it's probably going to be like Kieran Clark. Oh. He's just like he's quiet and I don't know. I just feel like he's just like not going to be interested in anything but just like playing cards and like that's his vague experience is like Watching the dealer do cool shuffling tricks and like just sitting down at the blackjack table, couple couple glasses of bourbon, play, you know, putting some no, money Irish down. Except whiskey, Irish whiskey. Oh, sorry, you're right, Irish whiskey. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> um, 
But I'm, I mean, that, that. But if you're asking me who I think would be the best at you know any sort of card game, like if I had to choose the best poker player in Newcastle, I'd go Miguel Amiron because his eyebrows. That's oh, just I, the answer. His I eyebrows. Would, I would just pick Rafa in any strategy game. Oh, you're Rafa. right. Yeah, Rafa's... Rafa probably is the most likely to just like be sitting at the card table with him <laughs> and uh, Mikel, uh And what's his name? We just figured it out. And Tia, Mikel and, and oh, Tia. Yeah. yeah, the whole all the all the training staff lads all at one like blackjack table yeah. just camped out there. <laughs> uh, he's probably going to de- decline this trip. He's probably not going to want to go. Yeah, he probably's not. Um, and then the last question from Ralston America. Wait, you didn't answer it. Is yours oh, your answer Rafa? Oh, my, no, my well, I'm going to pick a player, um, and it's going to be Key. And that's a good one. Yeah. Huh. Yep. He doesn't seem like a partier to me. Um, he could be playing Baccarat. Though. And yeah, Baccarat. Um, and, and and you know, in a lot of a lot of Asian like love, they love gambling. It's a big part of the culture. It is a big part of the culture. Yeah. There was a kid I knew at Cuse. Um, I'm not going to say his name, partially because I forgot it. He was uh, roommates with one of my best friends in their like fraternity house. And like, this is the first time I went to a casino. We went to a casino, and this guy literally was playing Baccarat and won, like, 15K. Like, he literally yeah. goes to casinos. He goes to the casino. He's, like, a platinum member at the casino at uh, at Syracuse. It's called Turning Stone, uh, oh, run I've... by the old Iroquois Nation. Shout out to the Iroquois. I've um, been there. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I, I bet. Yeah. I yeah. forgot. People forget Greg used to live in upstate. Um, but, yeah, he's, like, a platinum member there, like, they give him like hotel rooms and stuff, but he basically gambles and pays for his tuition in cash from gambling. That's, He's from Guam, so that's fantastic. Yeah, it's uh interesting. He he doesn't have any student loans though, so good for him. Yeah. Uh, the last question for Rawson says it's a, it's his bonus question, and he has a picture of English wine cask units, mm, and he says okay. how much will they drink? And well, maybe this isn't a question. This is just maybe telling telling you what Rawson said. Uh, so there is a, a unit of measurement in cask units for England, and it's called butt. B-U-T-T. It's 126 gallons. <laughs> so uh, he thinks they're going to drink a buttload, which I thought was pretty good. <laughs> that's that's something. Yeah. All right. All right. So we've, the, got, we've got puns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the last question from the official questionnaire of CHN Radio, Trevor Mooney. He says, what's the safest feeling in the world? Avoiding relegation, being held in your mama's arms, or waking up in your own bed after a blackout night of drinking? Oh, that's easy. It's obviously the waking up in your own bed. <laughs> that's just like, that's so odd. Like, oh, man. The, the, your worst fear is, like, just waking up and you're just like, you don't, if, like... It's just like waking up in someone else's bed is like, oh, what happened? Waking up in like a ditch is like, oh, what the heck happened? Or like, just like, I don't know. When you're in that security of like, okay, I've woken up in the spot that I'm supposed to be at. Like, you don't really care what else happened. You're just like, all right, let me dissect whatever else happened. But I know that like, at least I made it back safe. Like uh, the other two things. Yeah, that that's great. But like, oh, that yeah. Waking up in your own bed. That's obvious. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree. I think I, we've all had the nights. Like, I, I remember a few times waking up and, like, looking around the room 
and just be like, oh no, like what is this? And like, yeah, I'm not going to say the rest of the details, but <laughs> you just don't know where you are. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty awful feeling. So I'd rather wake up in a familiar area as my bed. The end. Okay. Elijah. Yes. It was an ab- absolute pleasure doing this podcast with you. Um, and we I don't only, know if I agree. We only have four more podcasts to go of the season. It's true. Um, so that being said, make sure everyone knows about us before the season's over. It's true. That concludes episode 58. Oh, my Lord, of CHN Radio. Uh, please rate us five stars. Go on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and give us a five-star rating. It's a huge help to us. Um, we're starting to plan some things in the off-season for you, so stay tuned for that. Oh. And yeah. this is playing in the background. is playing races. So, away the lads. And a broken nose and gammon to bleed and raise
Moody. Coffee Johnny had a white hat on, they yelled, we stole the cuddy. There were spice dolls and monkey shows, and they had wife selling ciders. And a chip of a hat in his own devotion, and no more lads for riders. Oh, 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 oh. 